Hey, I'm Kevin, the student pastor at Shore Church again. Thanks for listening to our message. We strive each week to bring you relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. To find out more about us or what's going on at the church, head on over to scog.com or download the app. Hope you enjoy the message. All right, we're talking about not today, Satan. You're not having my integrity this morning. And so let's open up our Bibles to Matthew's chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, we're studying the Sermon on the Mount, which is one of the most condensed, wonderful looks at uh, what Jesus' teaching is in his life. Like when he entered into a city, when he was out in the hills teaching people, this is what he was teaching them. And so he's covering kind of systematically different huge issues that people face. Okay, you're talking about anger. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about lust. We're talking about integrity. We're going to talk about money in a few uh, weeks. We talked about how we're supposed to pray. Just really rudimentary stuff like how do you live this faith thing out? And really the Sermon on the Mount is this condensed version or, or vision of Jesus of this is what the Old Testament says that like you're not supposed to do these things. And that's often what we think about church and uh, and telling us, you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do this. And Jesus is going, wait, 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 wait. You have all the head knowledge of all the things you're not supposed to do. But what I came here for is to show you how to live through that, how this is supposed to to work through your life, how this is supposed to really change your attitude, but also change your actions. And and what it looks like, if you're really going to be salt and light of the, the earth, it's not just a bunch of, don't do this, don't do that, don't do all these rules. It's, this is how you get to live so you bring light into the world. This is how you live, so you get to flavor the world, how you get to make the things around you better. And so that's what we're exploring in the Sermon on the Mount. And today with integrity, we definitely, definitely get to step into what that looks like and means. I hold a huge place in my life for integrity. Uh, being a pastor and you meet people in the community and when uh, the, just the office of pastor, of reverend, of what that looks like. It's kind of been besmirched um, through failings of people and moral, moral failures and all kinds of stuff. And so for me, having integrity means a ton because I, I want to be so without reproach. People aren't, well, yeah, maybe that guy did it, but Jared's not holding himself that way. Does that mean I'm perfect? Absolutely not. I have messes. Just ask my family. But I hold integrity really, 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 really high. And what is integrity? If you boil it down, we're going to look like that, um, what, he's, what Jesus is looking at in Matthew. He boils it down to this. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mean what you say. Be who you say you are. And so I will say that I'm messy, but I'm trying to be better every day. I can achieve that, but that's who I am. I'm got my faults, I've got my issues, but I'm trying to be better and draw closer to Jesus every single day. So if I can continue to hold on to that, that's where I'm at, where the standard in which I'm holding myself, then then I can say that's where I'm at. This is important for me as I raise my children, as I live my life, as I live my marriage. We named Bowen, Bowen. Now Bowen is a family name, it's a family name on Kelly's side, but uh, so when we were going to, to name him Bowen, it was kind of like, what does this name mean? And the first definition is son of Owen. Okay, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> we don't have any Owens in our family. But then if you go down kind of the, the subset and the crest of arms of the, of the Bowen family, 
is to be rather than to seem. To be rather than to seem. And that meant something to me. And so when we named Bowen and I started thinking about his name and about who he who I want him to be, the kind of dad I want to be for him and show him the kind of man to be, is I want him to be, not to seem like it. That all the fake stuff we like to throw out, all the fake stuff we we put up so people may perceive us in a certain way, that that's not who he's going to be. He's going to be himself, and that's who he truly will be. And so as we guide him and, and try to shape him and and hold him to different standards, integrity becomes a pretty big part of that whole calling on his life and the calling that we've tried to impress on him. It's the same kind of calling I think it's on all of our Christian lives. To be rather than to seem. I don't want to seem like a good guy. I don't want to seem like a Christian. I don't want to seem like something maybe that I'm not. I want to be those things. That when you cut me, I bleed honesty, integrity, love of Jesus, love of my family. Not to seem like, oh, he might be a good dad. No, I am a good dad. So integrity, that kind of encapsulates all that. Who are you really? When it could be easier, or could be more profitable, you could have more of this or that. What does it mean? What is integrity for you? Matthew 5, 33 to 37 says this. Again, you have heard it said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath in all, either by heaven, for it's God's throne, or by earth, for it's his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. What Jesus is saying, like, apparently it was a deal for people to be like, oh, by, you know, like we do as little kids. Like, uh, I swear, I swear on the Bible. I swear on my grandma's grave. I swear on this. I swear on that. I swear on that. All that stupid thing. If somebody starts saying that, all immediately, I don't know if you're like me, but immediately like, oh, they're lying. <laughs> oh, they're lying. Okay, they're, they're, they're lying. Because if you feel the need to like, oh, this is, this is so serious, I'm swearing on Aunt Sally's, you know, pumpernickel bread. That's what I'm swearing on. And what, why? What, what's, what does that even mean? What is that? What are you doing? And Jesus is saying, you shouldn't have to invoke God's name in anything. You shouldn't have to invoke a city's name or, or anything else in when you say, hey, this is who I am. This is, I promise you this is the truth. You should just say, be able to say, this is what it is. And everyone knows you, that you're such a man or woman of your word, that that must be the truth. That there's not a qualifier that has to be on it. There doesn't have to be a signal that, oh, he's really serious. All the other times they're lying. But this time, they're serious because they said on my, you know, Grand Aunt Sally's pumpernickel bread. To be someone of integrity cuts through so many societal stuff we have, right? So many things that we've got going on in our lives. It's so refreshing. 
so welcoming. To meet someone, to be in a relationship with someone that you know they've got integrity. They may rub you the wrong way. They may frustrate you. They may drive you a little bit crazy. But you know at the end of the day, their yes means yes and their no means no. That they're a safe person. That you don't have to worry about what they're going to say behind your back. You don't have to worry what kind of angle they're working you for. That they're not trying to get you as a contact for a business. They're not trying to get you for anything else. They're just a safe person that cares about you. That's who we can be. And I think that's who Jesus is calling these people to be in this moment. See, he's talking to the everyday kind of dude. He's talking to the craftsmen, to the shepherds, to the farmers, to the, to the bricklayers. He's talking to like the fishermen, the everyday kind of guys. He's like, listen, 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 listen. You may feel like you don't have power. You may feel like you don't have a say in the government. You may feel oppressed and, and, and downtrodden, but you have the ability to be salt and light in this world. And let me tell you how that is, to be people of integrity. You may not be able to control your tax bracket. You may not be able to control what the government tells you you have to do. You may not be able to control when we can leave our house, but what you can control is, are you a person of integrity? And so each day the challenge becomes, am I going to rise to the occasion and be a person of integrity? Because every day it's a challenge, right? There's something that's going to happen. It's going to happen with your kids. It's going to happen with your finances. It's going to happen with your wife. It's gonna ha- it'll happen all the time. Am I going to choose to be a person of integrity today? In the context of this scripture, that's when we have to plant and say, not today, Satan. Not today. You're not winning. You're not stripping me of my integrity today. I'll take my lumps. I'll say the hard things. I'll walk through this difficult season so that I can have integrity at the end of it. I think that's one of the problems we're having um, with the whole coronavirus right now is we lack leadership that has integrity. We lack leadership that has integrity, whether that is in Uh, It feels like whether that's in Springfield, whether that's in uh, Washington, D.C., whether that's in the Senate House, wherever that's at, whoever we self-proclaim as our leaders, whoever we voted in, it doesn't feel like they have integrity. Everyone's got these angles. We don't feel like our, our press has integrity anymore. And so when you see something that says, oh, no one's getting sick of Corona anymore. Let's open up. It's, it's great. You're like, didn't we just have 18 studies on how that's killing people? And then we have, oh, coronavirus, you can't even be in your home. Everyone needs a a hospital HEPA filter installed in their house because it's absolutely the most deadly thing in the history of mankind. And you're like, but aren't death rates not really that bad? Like, what? What's going on? Because we're getting manipulated by people who don't have integrity that are doing it for either votes or for money or for views or for all kinds of things. And so I'm not promoting either one. I actually think both parties are pretty crazy right now. And I'm craving somebody with integrity to lead. But often, and maybe you fall into this trap as well, we start looking outside of ourselves. I need that person to have integrity. I need that organization to have integrity. I need those people, that thing. When we're not asking of ourselves, do I have integrity? 
Because that question really gets to the root of it. It doesn't necessarily matter with all the other stuff that's going on in our lives. If I can answer the question, I have integrity, and I'm going to lead the people that surround me with integrity. That my yes will be yes and my no will be no. That people don't have to second guess the Hauser household. That they don't have to go, oh, I don't know if they were really, were they really that nice? I mean, I know they're that weird, but I don't know if they're that nice. Do they actually care about me? That we've answered that question time and time again by the way in which we live, the way in which we love, the way in which we laugh, the way in which we care deeply about people. And so not to spark a political debate today, not to make people mad, not to deal with all those things, but I think we need to ask the question, are the people that we're, we're consuming, wherever that may be, is this integrity filled? And even a more important question, am I living with integrity? Is my yes a yes? Am I no a no? We have to drill down on that. Because this is one of those things that it changes the perception of what the local church is. It, it changes the perception of, of who Jesus is in our lives when we act without integrity. Is our yes a yes and is our no a no? Integrity boils down to this point. Do you want to look good for the moment or great forever? Do you want to look good for the moment or great forever? That's a tough question. Do you want to look good for the moment or great forever? Now, you are, everybody's like, oh, I want to look great forever. Except that's really easy to answer until you're in the moment in which you got to decide which one you're going to be, right? Because there are little choices each and every day. I could get, I could pay the person less money if I did this. I could pay less taxes if I said this. I could get that if I just did this. I could maybe make this sale if I lied a little bit here. I could snow somebody if I just did this, right? Because there's, there's momentary gain usually in integrity issues. If we just, just, just shift it a little bit. It's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. But integrity says, no, 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 this is what it is. My yes is yes and my no is no. Do you want to look good for a moment or do you want to be great forever? The parents, this greatly affects your parenting and your marriage. I think the reinstilling integrity into your relationships is one of the hardest things that you can do, but it's also probably the fastest way in which you can change behavior of your children and change the the trust level in your relationships. Integrity. That, yeah, I know I've made mistakes in the past. Own up to the mistakes. I've been a mess. I, I've done this, I've done that. Owning up to those, those, those mistakes and saying, but I'm going to try not to do that in the future. And this is how I'm going to try not to do it. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. What's the best apology? Change behavior. Well, integrity is that change behavior and staying with it. Owning up to the mistakes and saying, yeah, okay, I'm going to do better. This is easily lived out with our kids, right? Um, I've, I've talked about this sometimes before, is when I was growing up, yes meant yes and no meant no, and I didn't ever challenge it. Uh, I never challenged, like my dad said no to something, and I was like, okay. And, I went, and then I'd watch my neighbor, they'd go to their parents, can I go buy you know, a slushie? No. Please, no. Please, no. Please, no. 
please? Yes, here's the money. Boom. And it was like number five. They knew if they got to number five without getting smacked, that they could, would win the, the, the slushy battle or whatever it was. I would go to my dad. If I tried that on like no number two, I would get a funny look like what in the world is going on? And then on, if I would try no, no number three, I don't know what would happen because I never got there because it was just not going to be a thing. You didn't push those buttons. You didn't play because yes meant yes and no meant no. And I was, I guess, compliant enough to know that that was what was going on. It's really funny being a dad of three different kids because I've got kids who, who fall all on that scale. Kendall, if I say yes, it's a yes. If I say no, it's a no. Lucy, uh, depending on the volume in which I say yes or no matters. And then Bowen, it's just if I got his attention in any time of that yes or that no, uh, whether he's going to follow through. But it's a varying factor of, of the whole deal. It's just, it's really interesting to me. And you can tell kid, people like who, who took yes as a maybe all the time, they make great salesmen. I would make a terrible salesman because no is like, okay, well, see you later. And you're supposed to keep on pestering people. I just don't do that well. But coming back to our marriages, coming back to our parenting, when we sit, look at our kid and be like, hey, this is a no. But, 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 this, it's a no. And then we follow through on it. I had a, a choice to make this week for our, our children. It was something they really, really wanted to do, really wanted to do. And I wasn't sold on it. It was going to be a pretty big inconvenience for me. And I was like, yeah, I just feel like just saying no. I just feel like saying no. And so I'm trying to make a decision because I feel a little bad for the kids because, you know, the school year has been hijacked and um, all kinds of different things with that. So I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing them basically. I'm saying, all right, come here. I want to explain to me why you want to be a part of this. Explain to me why this is important to you. Explain to me this. I was like, I need to hear, I need to hear why this is important to you. Now I have two getting ready to be fifth graders. So they, they can explain themselves pretty well if they want to. But I was like, I really need to hear this. If you want it, if you want this to happen for you, I need to know why, because I'm I'm juggling these things. I, transparency in the decision making process for them. And they explained to me what, exactly what they wanted. And so I said, at the end of that, I'm still thinking about it, still thinking about it. And I told them, I said, hey, we might not do what you want to do, and this is why. And so my kids didn't cry, they didn't complain, they didn't whine that they weren't getting their way because they knew daddy was actually taking their input in and weighing it back and forth and going to make a decision with it. Now, we're going to do, we, we were doing what they wanted to do, but, um, but it, was, it was touch and go there for a second, right? It was touch and go there for a little bit, and, but... One of the reasons I wanted to acquiesce to them on this was because how eloquently they were in their attitudes through the whole process, that they weren't crying and whining through the whole thing. That comes from them knowing that when I say yes, it's going to be a yes, and when I say no, it's going to be a no. Now, I'm done patting myself on the back on that because that's one time I've done it right, like, you know, in a thousand. But it's a, a behavior that we continue to try to come back to that Kelly and I really, really work on, that we're not going to be waffly in this, that the yes is yes and the no is no, and that's integrity in our parenting. The same thing works for our marriages. It's like, yeah, baby, I'm going to be home in 15 minutes. And then you actually pull in the driveway in 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes. Not three hours later because you were out doing something else. Now, that's not necessarily a thing right now because, like, I don't know what you're going to be doing. Um, but sitting in the driveway, I guess, by yourself. But, 
There's all, like, being people of integrity, that my yes is yes, my no is no. Like, when, I'm, when I say that I'm going to do this, I actually am going to do it. I don't need you to badger me 8,000 times more. I actually got up and did it. This matters in restoring relationship trust in our marriages and in our parenting. It sets an amazing example for our kids to know that dad or mom is a person of integrity and that their yes means yes and their no means no. Let's have some action steps for integrity this morning. Where are your compromising situations? Where are your compromising situations? What are the things that get you into trouble and you know it, right? For me, my compromising situation with integrity is when I'm trying to impress somebody. I'm trying, I want someone to like me so bad, I will wind up trying to say anything in the world to get them to like me. Yes, I may sound like a four-year-old in that sentence, but that's my compromising situation. I know it is, and so I have to work really hard at that. Just like, no, just keep your mouth shut. It's okay. It's okay. What's your compromising situation? When it's going to cost you financially? When you think it's going to get you something else? What's your compromising situation? You do not have to write that in the comments below. You do not have to write that in the comments below. What causes you to lie? Can you remove yourself from that person, place, or kind of environment? I, some of you might be going, it's my job. It, it, it's my job, Jared. My job causes me to lie because I have to do that because, and I need my job so I can pay my bills and I can keep you know, a roof over my family's head. That's tough. That's hard. How do, you, how do you live with integrity in those situations the best way you possibly can? Those are some wrestling moments you're going to have to have with God. Because if you're saying today, I don't want to just look good in the moment. I want to be great forever. How do I deal with that? How do, how do I need to change? How do I need to build checks and balances into my life so that integrity is a thing that I am? Because if we truly want to be salt and light into the world, integrity we have to have. It all boils down to, do we want to look good for a moment or be great forever? This morning, I, I hope this, this hits you in your heart and your head that you can go, this is who I want to be. Maybe you need to take some time to, to process, am I really a person of integrity? Do I just act like I'm a person of integrity? Or am I really to be rather than to seem? Maybe you need to pray through that. You need to journal that out. If you're really, if you're really gutsy, you can ask a friend, ask your wife, ask your husband, am I a person of integrity? Have a conversation, a loving one, folks, a loving one. Remember, we're still in uh, lockdown. You've got to be with them anyway. But ask those questions. Ask for help. How's that going to change the flavor of your Memorial Day, right? I need help. I want to be a man of integrity. I want to be a woman of integrity. I need help living up to the standard. Can Can you help me with that? Some powerful things can come from that. But at all, you have to make the choice. Am I going to be comfortable in this moment or am I going to be great forever? And we have to say, not today, Satan. You're not taking my integrity from me today. Yesterday I may have lost, not today. 
Pray with me. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this moment. Lord, we ask you to move in us and guide us and to direct us in all that we are, that you would give us the strength and the fortitude to stand firm and, and be people of integrity, that we will be your salt and your light in whatever environment that you find us in, that you've placed us in, that you strategically have us in, that we would be your salt and light on our cul-de-sacs, in our neighborhoods, on our streets, in our places of, of work, in our places of play, that we would be your man and, or your woman and wherever we are. And we do this by our yes being yes and our no being no. Thank you, Lord, for being with us, for guiding us, for not leaving us alone, that you would comfort us and empower us in our life. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us at church this week. And a special thanks to all those who continue to support our mission through your generosity. You too can support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community by giving on the website or through the app. To make sure you never miss out on a message, be sure to subscribe. And don't forget to hit that share button to spread the word. Have a great week.